Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 70 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad to welcome you to the show today. Just to give you some context, if you're listening to this episode at some point in the future, just know that it is in the middle of March of 2020, and the whole world has just exploded into crisis mode reacting to the coronavirus. So for me, today is the last day of my kids' scheduled spring break, and they're each a sophomore and a senior. But our school district has canceled classes for next week, and they plan to reevaluate the situation before bringing kids back into school. And I know that we are not the only school district that has done that. I have talked to friends on both coasts of the United States, both the East and the West, and it sounds like schools are canceled all over. And from talking to friends who are either in the medical care profession or have a spouse who is... What it sounds like is they're really trying to slow the role of the virus so that hospitals and other healthcare providers are not overwhelmed. So for this week's episode, I thought I'd talk to you guys about what it means for you if you are the parent of teens and you are looking ahead at maybe a week or possibly more at home with them in almost quarantine. So whether you're on the end of the spectrum that thinks that this whole thing is going to blow over soon and is a total overreaction, or if you're on the opposite end and you fully expect a close to apocalyptic scenario with lots of deaths and mayhem and madness, the fact remains that no matter where you are on that spectrum, we're all home for the duration. And if your teens are like mine, they're still in a sort of honeymoon period of this whole, they canceled school, woohoo, snow day type of high. But I can read the writing on the wall. And if you're like me, there are big, bold letters spelling out, I'm bored. And when my teens get bored, I don't know about yours, but they tend to get cranky with each other, cranky with me, and just irritable in general. That's not a horrible problem to have. For sure, I know we would all prefer to have an I'm bored reaction rather than I feel sick because this isn't a snow day and it's a little bit scary. It only takes a target run to see exactly what I'm talking about. Those starkly empty toilet paper and paper towel aisles and all the cleaning supplies and cold medicines just completely wiped out and the long checkout lines that snake through the store, like there is definitely some concern and some serious concern here. And if we're feeling a little scared, I know that our teens are picking up on that energy and experiencing stress about things too, right? So here are some tips on how to handle Corona Geddon with your teens, all right? First and foremost, you got to talk about it frankly. Knowledge is power and finding reliable sources of information about the virus and sharing it with your teens is super important. And this is a really a great time to show the difference between factual information and sensationalized information. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. There have been some articles that are just a whole lot of hype and fear mongering versus articles that are more helpful and give some good direction and instruction for how to navigate the next few weeks, months, etc. of walking through this time when there is a very contagious virus out there. 
that can be dangerous to some people in the population. Now, what I'm talking about here is being cautious, not fearful or cavalier, because neither one of those extremes is helpful in this situation. Being cautious means staying informed about any local restrictions that you have and knowing how to practice good hygiene, which is something that I know schools have indoctrinated into our kids since kindergarten. But if your kids are like mine, they might need some friendly reminders, okay, to not sneeze into their hand or just into the air and let stuff fly, but to maybe sneeze into their elbow, to wash their hands frequently, and to use hand sanitizer and all the things, okay? The next thing that I want to talk to you guys about is something that my husband and I have have kind of pondered over, and that is the fact that our age group is much more likely to be affected in a much worse way or, or a more significant way than our teens age group. So thankfully, young people seem to be less affected than the middle-aged and older population. And what we're thinking is there is a definite possibility that we might both be ill at the same time while our kids aren't. And so now is a really great time we're finding to refresh on some life skills and talk about what to do in the scenario that we're sick and they're not. So we're talking about things like making meals and what it looks like to disinfect surfaces and quickly putting contaminated towels and other cleaning materials into the um, into the laundry and washing that. And then also walking through what to do in an, in an emergency might be helpful. I know we have some contingency plans for different things. And so um, kind of reviewing those and as well as talking about what to do if your illness takes a turn for the worse. So sharing information about what symptoms to look for, who to call if they have any questions, or how to contact your doctor's office might be useful as well. And knowing that they have another trusted adult and maybe more than one on a list and and the fact that you have contacted those people as well ahead of time and said, hey, we are on our emergency contact list for our kids if they have any questions or things like that. Setting that up is a really good idea as well. Setting aside all those serious concerns, the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is combating cabin fever and boredom. And Seriously, I fervently hope that the annoyance of being stuck at home together for a long period of time is the worst suffering that you and your family go through. And so to that end, here are some things that you can do or you can have your team do to stay occupied, okay? So first off, I would say it will be extremely helpful to maintain a routine and a schedule. And this is going to be especially important if your teens are doing school online. I know that there are some districts who have planned to do that where all coursework is just going to be and instruction will be online. Um, and of course, you'll, your teen will need a, a time set aside to do those things. I don't know about your family. Mine, especially I know in the summertime and on vacations, because my kids, to be perfectly honest, and I'm sure your kids are the same way too, they work hard, hard during the school year. And so anytime we have time off, they are immediately like sliding right into couch potato territory. And so I want to make sure during this unexpected time off that we are not just kind of sinking into disarray and chaos, that we have a, a good routine in place. And part of that is going to be keeping up with everyday chores like doing dishes, sweeping in the kitchen, feeding the dogs, taking out the trash, all those kinds of things. 
But also, um, I'm going to pull my teens into helping with some everyday responsibilities like planning and cooking meals and doing laundry, not just for themselves, but like household laundry. Also, I have a mental list that I'm going to put down on, on paper of all the little projects around the house that I keep meaning to get to and just don't have the time to do that. I'm going to make that list and I'm going to have my teens choose a couple of them to do. And for me, that list looks like things like cleaning out the media room, organizing in our garage, sorting through some paperwork that needs to be filed and filing it, cleaning out the junk drawers in the kitchen, just little tasks that should not take them too long to do, but will keep them occupied and focused. And then the other thing I plan on doing is limiting personal screen time and planning for activities to do together instead, like playing board games or listening to an audiobook, watching a movie together, going through old photo albums, um, doing a puzzle, doing some kind of craft, whatever it is, having together time that's intentional that is replacing what might be just a solid block of playing video games for a while. Okay. And then of course I saved the best for last, which is my very favorite. And that is using the time to read. And if you are looking for some great recommendations, you can definitely head to the show notes for episode 65. And I have more than 25 young adult book suggestions there for you. And that would be theishgirl.com forward slash EP65. Okay. And one last tip. This is something that I did during the summers when my teens were much younger. Um, it might be effective for you. I know for us, it was very effective at motivating my teens, who at the time were younger children, to entertain themselves. And that is, I made an I'm bored jar. And anytime my kids came to me and complained about having nothing to do, they had to draw a slip of paper from it. And what was on that paper? Well, I came up with a list of 25 to 30 activities, typed them out, cut them into strips, folded them up and put them in the jar. And the activities were equal parts fun and not so fun. They had a 50-50 chance of pulling out something like clean all the toilets or pulling out something like get an extra half hour of screen time. Some other examples of things that were in that jar were things like clean all the dog poop up in the backyard or watch one episode of your favorite TV show or clean all the baseboards in the house or invite a friend over to hang out, etc. Now, because we did that early on, now my teens know that if they come to me and tell me that they're bored, I get super excited, exaggeratedly so, I will admit, and give them something to do. I, and I always have something at the ready. If they come to me and say, oh, I'm bored, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Here's something that you could do for me. And they roll their eyes and they're like, I'm not that bored. And then they go on their merry way. All right. I know this has been a quick and fast one, but I did want to just jump in, in in a timely way and talk to you guys about the coronavirus in your teens. And I hope that you and your family are staying well. And I am praying that we are all about to navigate the coronavirus easily and quickly. So if you found this encouraging or helpful, I would love it if you would share it with friends. And if you don't already subscribe, go ahead and click that button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any more episodes. Okay, friends, know that I am praying for all of you, for anyone already affected by the coronavirus, and for all the healthcare professionals out there on the front lines especially. Be safe and take care of each other. From an ish girl who is hoping for the best and preparing for the worst, 
I am so grateful to be in the middle of it with you.